on deck. On on deck. On deck. On deck. On deck. On deck. With Max. Welcome back to On Deck with Max, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything that is happening. Today, we will be introducing a new segment to the podcast called Echoes of the Missing. This segment will take a deep dive into cold cases in Augusta, Georgia. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Echoes of the Missing, the podcast that explores the strange mysteries of disappearances in Augusta, Georgia. I'm your host, Maxwell Schaefer, and today we will embark on a haunting journey into the mystery surrounding the 1990 disappearance of the Millbrook Twins. Joining me today to unravel this mystery are three individuals, one being a relative of the sisters and the other two with outside perspectives regarding the case. Without any hesitation, let's dive right into the disappearance of the Millbrook Twins. Let's start this journey by looking at what took place that day of March 18, 1990. This was a normal day for 15-year-old twin sisters, Danette and Jeanette Millbrook, who were going to church with the family that Sunday morning. After church, the sisters returned home, where their mom, Louise Sturgis, had sent them back out to grab lunch for the family at Church's Chicken. When the girls returned home, Jeanette told their mom that a guy in a white van was following them home. Louise Sturgis looked outside and didn't see the white van. This would be the first time the twins would ask for someone to walk with them. At lunch, the twins mentioned that they needed bus fare to get to school for the upcoming weeks, so their mother told them to go to their godfather's house and ask him for the money. After lunch, the twins set out for his house and arrived shortly after and collected the bus fare and were given a few extra dollars to get some treats for their walk home at the pump and shop gas station. According to reports, the attendant said that the twins arrived at the pump and shop with treat money in hand and bought a drink and a snack for each of them. The attendant said that once the twins checked out, she could not remember which way the girls had walked off or if they had gotten into a vehicle after they left. This would be the last sighting of Danette and Jeanette Millbrook. Our first guest was born and raised in Columbia County and shares his insights on how he first heard about the disappearance of the Millbrook twins. Here is Henry Schaefer. I first heard about this case in 1991 when my grandfather, who was a police officer with Columbia County at the time, mentioned this case. I being a teenager in middle school, this really scared me because these girls were only two years older than me really resonated with me. Why, in your opinion, do you feel as though the disappearance of the Millbrook twins wasn't broadcasted more on media platforms in the 90s? I feel like the reason this case was kind of swept under was because it was in the background of an even bigger ongoing case. The serial killer, Joseph Patrick Washington, he was going out in the 90s attacking women around the same time the twins went missing. So I think that played a role in why they didn't get the needed media attention. Because this case was so overlooked, we should ask ourselves what happened in the days and years following the disappearance of the Millbrook twins. On March 19, 1990, Louise Sturgis called authorities to report the twins missing. Although she was suspicious something was wrong the day of their disappearance, she called the following day because it is required to wait 24 hours before being allowed to issue a missing persons report. That night, an officer came to their home to collect information about the twins, but spelled the names wrong, mixed up the days of the birthday, and even messed up their social security numbers. The following days after the officer collected the information, their family and friends from church went around the area hanging up posters and looking everywhere for them. Their 16th birthday came and went, no Danette and Jeanette. 
Flash forward to April 8, 1993, three years after their initial disappearance. The investigator on their case told their mother that the case was being closed because Danette and Jeanette had been located. The investigator told the family that since they were 17 years old, by law, he could not make them come home. Shockingly, the location of the twins was never told to the family. This was because the report of them being seen was never verified and was based on hearsay from another investigator. Three days later, the case of the Millbrook twins was closed. Our second guest is an anonymous law enforcement officer from a neighboring county. They are here to talk about what a case like the Millbrook twins was like from an officer's perspective. The guest has allowed us to speak to them, but only if we disguise their voice. So when hearing that the case was closed after hearsay and the location of the twins was never given to the family, does this spark any red flags to you? Yeah, I definitely feel like there are serious red flags here. The first being they were minors at the time of the incident, which means if their location was found and the twins were truly found, someone is to face charges at the very least. At the time of the incident, the girls could not legally leave the home so either someone kidnapped them or allowed them to hide out, leading to all sorts of other charges. But, if they were found, could they now be in a protective custody program? Did they see something at their godfather's house that day that they should not have? There's no reason that the twins if found, were not taken straight to a hospital for an evaluation. You know their mother absolutely should have been notified and given a chance to see her babies. I just feel like something is very shady about that case. 20 years have now gone by. The year is 2013, and Danette and Jeanette have still not been found. Shanta Sturgis, the youngest sister of the twins, saw a video of the newly elected sheriff of Augusta, Richmond County, Richard Roundtree. She felt like a fresh set of eyes might be exactly what her sister's case needed, so Shanta decided to reach out to the sheriff's office. That same year, Shanta received a call from the sheriff's office saying they had the sister's case files and they would be reopening the case because they did not like how the case was closed, having been on hearsay. Now joining the episode is Shanta Sturgis, the youngest sister of Danette and Jeanette Millbrook. Here she is to give a message to her lost sisters. To tell them we love them, we will still want to see them. My mom's still alive. They got a brother that they never seen before. I have kids, and we just wish they'd come home. The United States has the world's highest number of missing persons as of 2023, and it increases every year. This is an issue that everyone must take seriously and work hard to stop. If you or anyone you know has any information regarding the Millbrook twins or any other missing persons, please call the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children at 800-843-5678. As of now, 33 years have passed and there have been no new developments regarding the disappearance of the Millbrook twins. This was Maxwell Schaefer. A big thank you to all of my guests and to you for listening. This was On Deck with Max. I'm your host, Maxwell Schaefer. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a blessed day. On Deck. On. On Deck. On Deck. On Deck. On Deck. On Deck. 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 With Max. Max.